0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to a Rad-O-Legend Broadcasting Premiere Podcast. Damn you, Hollywood. And here's your host, Robert Winfrey. Yay!
1: Yay! My lack of enthusiasm tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is because we're talking about the gray man, one of the most unenthusiastic, uninspired, self indulgent piles of crap i've seen in quite some time this movie sucks
0: so i was trying to explain to my wife what this movie was about and beyond the plot i said it was as if somebody programmed an algorithm into the screenplay (laughs) 5000 and the first thing it did for for the algorithm was 10 years of 80s action movies and the second thing it did was a day's worth of Twitter dialogue. And yeah, that's the gray man.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, th- this is like all the worst of action <laughs> movies. It really is. It's it's
0: like <laughs> it's like when you watch like foreign mock-ups of Hollywood blockbusters where <laughs> they just do a poor imitation of them. and They don't know why these things are popular. They just kind of... We'll just do the the Japanese version or the, like, you know, Arab version Here's of tra- Transformers.
1: <laughs> Transmorphers, I believe is what they call it.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, this thing had robots punching stuff, so we'll have robots punching stuff. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> you, you, you missed some of the other things in the movie that that made it resonate with people and were popular oh please Trans the, the michael bay trans- oh you're gonna get you're gonna get bogged <laughs> down in my example and miss the point a
1: little bit dude i i have seen plenty of those asylum mockbusters and they're hilarious like you have to be in the right frame of mind to appreciate mm-hmm. them but they're funny
0: i'll give you another example the canon iteration of superman superman 4 where it looks okay. at the previous, at least like the Donner uh, Supermans, and goes, okay, that, but with no budget. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, not that the Gray Man has no budget. It had Marvel money invested in this. And I think it was the pitch meeting guy who and really I, made a joke about that.
1: I really hope somebody got fired over that.
0: Well, I, if, the, the joke in pitch meeting was, here's $200 million. Great, we'll get a really sexy, high high price cast for this. Okay, but what's the movie about? We'll get a really high price cast for this, and <laughs> there'll be some action scenes. Okay, but do you want to know what's in the movie? Not really.
1: <laughs> yeah, the exact like. No, we don't care. <laughs> We're <laughs> yeah. Netflix. We'll do anything.
0: Yeah, it was,
1: it was, we here, are here, the you're... we are the opposite of the WB of uh, the WB uh, Discovery merger. They do nothing. We'll do everything.
0: Yeah, it's the, the I, imma- 200, I imagine two hundred million like, dollar vanity projects.
1: I imagine though the discussion. For, again, the WB stuff went a lot like that when George Costanza and Seinfeld had that meeting. So, what's the show about? Nothing. Everyone's doing <laughs> something. We'll do nothing. Everyone's doing everything. We will destroy everything. So, I mean, there's
0: really nothing. Usually, we have a fairly like a good ten to fifteen minute like preamble to sort of discussing whatever this film engenders this is such a nothing movie it actually only engenders that netflix is spending like a drunken sailor which 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 does though bring up the fact that in the news recently netflix laid off a bunch of people and canceled a bunch of things so it's in this weird place overdue. of well here's the thing we're talking about this as if like this just you know appeared out of the ether they they greenlit this they budgeted it they shot it a couple of years ago And now it's seeing the light of day. It came out a couple of weeks ago and we're just now getting to it. But when you think about what's happened in the interim, in the interim, somebody at Netflix was like, hey, is anyone actually watching the books? (laughs) How much money
1: do we actually have? Maybe we don't set the giant piles of money on fire on a daily basis.
0: And maybe we don't spend $200 million on something that doesn't generate $200 million worth of new subscribers.
1: Just a thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you a question. You know, as I say, maybe this doesn't engender a lot of conversation. It does, but not about the movie itself, about streaming. Um, we're a couple of years into the, uh, the streaming war. Um, and the streaming the war... Old,
1: and the only casualty is the people paying.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking about this. This is sort of a thought exercise, uh, sort of waxing philosophically. Um it got sped up because of covid we know we all know that and there was a lot of like tripping and falling over each other to create content because there was no movies to go to and people were trapped in their house. Um but there was also you know people looked at the the skyrocketing stock of Netflix and was like oh my god we have to catch up to Netflix and do that and then shortly on Netflix's tail was Disney plus and Disney has this array of high priced ip like star wars and marvel and the actual disney name itself
1: yeah and i so, would be, to that end like i somebody i saw this mentioned about uh, to kind of jumpstart the conversation mm-hmm. netflix has struggled lately because everyone wants their own streaming service
0: right that's what i was getting to
1: yeah and netflix doesn't have a lot of ip right and it's so it it like, a so problem. It does stuff like the
0: gray man to where you know or, or you know it it finds like independent comics to adapt, like, or yeah. you know, it makes deals with certain publishers. So, like, Lock and Key, The Sandman, Lucifer. Well, it took Lucifer over from Fox, but Fox that started out as a comic book. Yeah, things like that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for a while, you know, that um, like I the guess, most you know, popular. As I said... <clears throat> for a while, the stat was like the most watched thing on Netflix was like Friends yeah. or The Office.
0: Right, because it, it was leasing other people's stuff, yeah. um, but it also was kind of the lone ranger in the the lone leader in that sphere. And then they had all the you had all this catch up, um, you know, with HBO Max and Disney Plus and Paramount turns Plus. Turns out,
1: this turns out once everyone else built the infrastructure to equal Netflix's, then suddenly your content matters. Right. I mean, I bet I bet money the most popular thing on Disney Plus is The Simpsons. So I'm just curious, you know,
0: and, and it, we didn't really prepare for this. We're just sort of talking um, as friends and or people that are interested in, you know, tangentially or like following the entertainment trades and entertainment Twitter. And so we both see things. We both read things. And, you know, we'll discuss it amongst ourselves as friends. But sort of in this public forum, I think the question is, what does the streaming war look like now? Because to me,
1: I now think it's everything, sort of a, now it's everything costing five to six bucks more a month.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's illustrative of a really great point because I think the, the almost religious belief was if we build it, they will come and we can afford to keep the price low because everyone's going to sign up for our service. If it's, if it's HBO Max, everyone's going to sign up because we have the DC movies and we have Harry Potter and we have this and we have that. And we're going to just build on those things. Disney, same thing. Um, and then it didn't happen. What people... Casually, anecdotally, when I talk to people, they have maybe one streaming service or two. Like when I ask people, hey, have you watched just as an example? Have you watched the Batman? No, I don't have HBO Max. OK, what what do you have? I have Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> OK, um, I had a guy at work like, have you watched Yellowstone yet? I have not like Paramount Plus is the only one he has. And of course, Peacock's not a real service. So- not really. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of buzz around Peacock original stuff, though. I think somebody, one of my friends at work, told me that they watched the new Dan Brown show, which I got halfway through and then stopped. Uh, the you walk symbol. Made the
1: right. You made the right call.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, it was such a boring show. But my point is, like, I think now everyone, I, I, I think the party's over, and everyone's sort of looking around. The furniture's broken. There's, sti- there's, there's vomit and alcohol stains on the carpet, and everyone's like, "Well, we have to clean this up. This is a giant mess." And, you know, and it's a lot of taking out the trash and retraction and, you know, to, to, to sort of continue with the metaphor. People now have to move in with each other because yeah, they, the, they, the, they can't afford rent on their own.
1: Yeah, there's. this got a lot a bit of pushback on. Twi- OK, because everything is the culture war. And yeah, we don't we're not really going to delve into the culture war here, but because everything is the culture war. When Netflix laid off a bunch of people you know, a couple of months ago. If you looked at like what they cut, there were people who got a little bit up in arms about what do you mean you're you I mean we because one side of the theoretical war is somewhat cheering this. Yes, they you know they're firing their or severely downsizing their diversity division, mm-hmm. right. And there are people who got a little bit annoyed about this. What do you mean you're downsizing diversity? Diversity matters. And I wanted to put my head through a wall because you have one group of people crowing about this for no other reason than it pisses off another group of people and another group of people getting pissed off because they don't understand how business works. Right. And neither
0: one of them is seeing why they cut the diversity department.
1: If you, if, I mean, if I'm in charge over there and somebody tells me, okay, we need to trim X amount of dollars, what matters the least Well, I think beyond that,
0: if you're realizing that you've bloated your content load, then everything involved in content is fair game. Yep. Because what you didn't mention, but was also equally talked about on Twitter, but because it's not part of the kitchen table social conversation, was the animation department.
1: Yep. That got the yeah. Netflix basically got rid of their in-house animation stuff now any the animated stuff they have now they lease like Mm -hmm. they they agree to the cuphead show the the, the cuphead show
0: comes from another studio
1: yeah like the whatever they were doing in house gone now just gone which if that and again if that's not driving you know if that's not helping you break even or make money then it is something that needs to be downsized and it's ugly and it's not pleasant but that's how these things work you know Netflix was never, and this goes for a lot of other things, business has a bad habit, and this is universally true of any business ever, mm-hmm. especially the very successful ones. They act as though the way things are now are the way things will always be.
0: Yeah. So taking the temperature of the streaming wars now, without using the going back to the same tired metaphor, is basically like, and relating this back to the gray man, is the Green Man is sort of one of the, the last projects of an era that has just now come to an end. Like the the spending party is over. Yeah. Um, I they're obviously having to create new content. You know, there's there's stuff being greenlit all the time in these other in these other places, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, etc.
1: Yeah, but we're prop to your point. We're probably done with the two hundred million dollar flyer.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're done with the two hundred million dollar vanity project. So. TikTok, plot synopsis.
1: So the plot for this—that's <laughs> this.
0: that's me looking later on, realizing, like, I'm doing a Brian Last thing now. So whenever Jim okay. Cornette's, like, you know, doing a political rant that can't go on YouTube, <laughs> Brian Last will hit two pieces of wood together. So he knows right there, cut it. That go that that doesn't go on YouTube. <claps> that's going on TikTok. Mm. I already uh-huh. have my title on the streaming wars.
1: I'm sure it will get single digit views
0: i it'll it'll get probably less than my sex house post but <laughs> more <laughs> but more than my post hang on i'll just jump in and interrupt you okay, Let's uh, see. Wh- why are we doing how this? are my tiktoks doing these days it's like my stocks okay Be careful
1: with the analytics man that that stuff will drive you nuts
0: it'll get Less than my sex house post because that got high numbers. All right, it'll do. Did you crack triple digits? Oh yeah. Oh, I almost always crack crack, triple digits for anything not involving you and me talking. Um, Again, so again, we might get double digits on this. (laughs) No, no. we will do more than my duet where the girl punched me in the face, but less than the sex house post. Your Eh. plots, please.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: But much less. By factors of, like, a hundred than my father ranting about Ron DeSantis. (laughs) Uh,
1: Please never speak of that again. (laughs) I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. (laughs) Like, that caused me physical pain. I think I I really need you to understand this. I I do. I do. All right. Plot nonsense. So, the plot of the gray man is convoluted and stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You mean that you knew the FBI was setting up the CIA? literally
1: don't yeah don't <laughs> so we primarily follow i had a great my brother had a great line about this actually i was he asked me uh, we were down at my aunt's birthday party earlier this evening mm-hmm. and as we're, we're getting ready to leave he goes so what movie did you see this week i said didn't see anything new i already watched it, it was the gray man he said oh that's got ryan reynolds in it and i said no, ryan gosling he said yeah they're the same person Oh, like if you put them next to each other, I know they're different people, but in the abstract, they're the same person.
0: (laughs) I I disagree, but I'm going to wait for my craft review to explain why, because I have a very specific thing I want to say about that.
1: Oh, it it made me laugh. Like, okay, you got Ryan, decently attractive to a certain segment, wants to be an action star. I mean, they're very different. Like if you look at how they go about it, they're very different.
0: I had to to laugh at one point because, you know, he's Ken in the Barbie movie that's coming out next year.
1: Oh, that's why there's the barbie a lot that's why there's the line in there about the kendall
0: they wrote that in there specifically okay yeah i I was amused by that all right plots it off you
1: you would be amused by that so we follow we follow ryan gosling's character who is in prison for some nebulous crime of murder that billy bob thornton thinks was justified but old sling blade here uh, beats him in prison (laughs) to recruit him into a special subset group of the cia where he becomes some kind of hitman, uh, to one degree or another. We fast forward multiple years, and he's on a mission with uh, where he meets briefly Anna de Armas because we're trying to make her a thing for nebulous <laughs> reasons. She's pretty and ethnic. If you say so. I do. I speak for All the right. trees. <laughs> Leave your wood out of this. Ah, huh? <laughs> that's why I said wanted to <laughs> phrase wanted to phrase that carefully. Speaking
0: of woods, a sad trombone.
1: An appropriate sound effect to accompany discussion of your. <laughs> move along, Shecky. So, uh, And there's a mid-level bureaucrat in the CIA whose name escapes me. It's Carmichael or something to that effect. Who cares? Sure. So Declan. Real. Yeah. It's a D or a C and it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to kill a guy. He doesn't kill the guy when he's supposed to kill the guy because there's a chance for collateral damage and he's supposed to be a soulless killer for the government to just point and shoot and he doesn't want to put people in danger and now this whole program is a terrible failed experiment and then he kills a bunch of people because being worried about collateral damage is all well and good until you block it, until you have to fight a bunch of people in a crowded room who are shooting guns at you Mm -hmm. Uh, the the stupidity of that writing just it hurts anyway the long and the short of this is he winds up in possession of a flash drive that contains nebulous dirt on Carmichael. That's what I'm going to call him. And Carmichael wants it back. So we get a bit of a chase sequence where Ryan Gosling's not sure who he can trust. And because Carmichael doesn't want to use official assets, he subcontracts this job out to Chris Evans, who's the only one doing anything approximating an engaging performance with a whiny douchebag sadist who gets hired to retrieve the data crappy action ensues um billy bob thornton's character is blackmailed with the safety of his niece who he somewhat raised Uh, ryan gosling rescues her gets an info dump from viola davis who blows herself up to buy them time he then goes to he then rescues uh the uh the niece who he had a brief interaction with a few years ago and now feels bonded to emotionally for some reason Uh, They wind up going to try and rescue Billy Bob Thornton, who blows himself up to buy them time to escape, like you do. That's a theme in this movie, apparently. Uh, During all of this, uh, Chris Evans winds up shot dead and framed for being responsible for everything, even though that's not how that works. I'm skipping over a lot because this movie is full of just the dumb. Uh, Ryan Gosling... It really is. Ryan Gosling winds up back in prison, from which he promptly escapes and goes to then rescue the daughter, uh, the niece who was being kept in house arrest for some reason. And all the while, there's a nebulous threat hanging over all of this of the old man, but there's another low-level CIA actuary who winds up in possession of the data, destroys it to try and buy herself goodwill, and... They're trying to set up for a sequel, which will be greenlit, then ungreenlit, then re-greenlit, then who the hell knows. Um, so, all right. This movie sucks. The <laughs> There's reason no why... two ways about it. <laughs> the,
0: re- the reason why I disagreed about Ryan Gosling, I really enjoyed his performance because here's why. Okay. Oh, let me... There is something very novel about the subtle action hero. And I, I think in terms of, like, I'm going to throw a Lethal Weapon out there, and you're like, but no, 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 Mel Gibson was, was like, off his tit. Hang on. When I think about Lethal Weapon, I think about that was not antithetical, but that definitely against the grain of your typical action movie. Yes. Um, that's what I mean when I think about Ryan Gosling giving this sort of subtle, understated performance. Um, I was also thinking about like Danny Glover, whose whole thing in Lethal Weapon is "I'm too old for this shit." Now he vocalized that because he vocalized that for comedy's sake. You know, I say the thing, the thing induces laughter in in the audience, and oh, it becomes it becomes a thing in Lethal Weapon. He has to say it now in every movie. It's like I'll be back. Ryan Gosling doesn't have to say the thing. Ryan Gosling's face (laughs) just says says it all. His and and I noticed this when Sean and I reviewed. only was it only God knows uh, only God forgives how uh Ryan Gosling is one of the great modern masters of acting with his face but more so with his eyes and it being a very subtle graceful silky performance Which is not something you would associate, you would not associate those adjectives with an action movie. And I think that's what made this, yeah, the movie sucks. But I think there are elements of it that are actually quite novel and interesting and engaging. Ryan Gosling's performance is like top of that list. That's why I started there. Ryan Gosling gets hit with a motherfucking car in this movie. Ryan Gosling is shot by, you know, the army of Panama, it seemed like. Ryan Gosling is in two or three different fistfights throughout this entire thing. And he falls never... out of a plane
1: in a CGI monstrosity that made my eyes bleed.
0: Yep. <laughs> what did pitch mean call it? the CGI blob? Um, but he does it. Not wrong. <laughs> he, he does it with the annoyed face of a frustrated father, not trying to act out in front of his family. <laughs> like just in a dancer's grace. It's, it's, a, it's pretty impressive. Because I think everybody else, the the knee jerk performance, the knee jerk. I'm thinking Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. There's a knee jerk sort of gravitation to want to make that character Tony Stark, make him okay. quippy, make him quick, make him you know uh, jazzy, you know smartest stripper in the room, that sort of thing. And I like the fact that... And then and now everyone does that. Everybody everybody has to be either Robert Downey Jr. or Ryan Reynolds. And I like the fact that they took their lead. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to make him cooler than the other side of the pillow, but not jazzy cool. More of like... Dave McQueen. Yeah, I, I, again, just sort of... I'm at the end of my rope, but I can't act like a crazy person. There's children present. <laughs> like... I, I adored that. I was like, huh, this guy gets hit by a car, kind of stands up and goes. And in a single sigh, he's saying, what a day I've had. This is the worst day ever. I wish I were dead. But he never says that. He just says. And my favorite bit, just sort of wrap this up and move on to some other uh, craft pieces, is at the end where you have what's her nuts Fenwick uh, from I- Iron Fist.
1: Um, that's Jessica right. H- I, I yeah. couldn't remember where I knew her from, but now that you bring it up. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Jessica Henwick. Uh, she was Colleen wing. She was Jessica Pava in the force awakens. And well, she
1: does she, nothing but get yelled at for this entire movie. And well, it's...
0: okay. Okay. So at the end, she has her big, I'm a big, I'm a big busy businesswoman who don't need no man moment. And she gets to holler and, and, and yell at and nag uh, Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling, in the most perfect, most well-delivered, most gorgeous bit of dialogue he has in this entire movie, raises his hand, and she kind of flustered, goes, what, what, what do you you have a question or something? Why are you raising your hand? He goes, does this plan involve me living? Because he's so annoyed with her. He's so over this whole day, and he knows he's bleeding out, and he's like, you, you know, yakety-yak woman, who doesn't know when to shut up? Shut stop. up. I'm going stop. to die.
1: Stop monologuing. Stop exposition dumping. <laughs> right. It was. And we pre- can can at least one other person in this godforsaken movie pretend to have some verisimilitude here. Yeah. Get get to a point. So getting
0: to a point. I love the fact that he was like, like any man talking to a woman, just kind of like, Ugh, please stop talking I'm dying recognize the fact that I'm physically dying in front of you please stop ignoring the obvious and she can't do it and so he has to literally say out loud I'm dying (laughs) please move this on it was great it was like the most true thing in the movie to me in a movie full of nonsense um speaking of nonsense Chris Evans it's fun to see a villain choose scenery. <laughs> it's fun to see Chris Evans just play the most douchebaggy of douchebags.
1: I I thoroughly the, I look the only kind of quippy line that Ryan Gosling gets
0: mm-hmm.
1: is when he meets Chris Evans and assumes mm-hmm. his name and then just goes, Yeah, between the white pants and the trash stash, you just kinda seem like a <laughs> like a <laughs> character's name. A Lloyd. You just yeah. kinda seem like a Lloyd. <laughs> right.
0: Um look. know we we know chris evans from uh marvel we know him as captain america and it's very very easy for an actor to get pigeonholed into roles like that it's very easy to very easy for an actor to just keep taking roles like that because it's an easy paycheck what i like about chris evans and i'm thinking about knives out now is how without breaking the furniture in his own career and like taking you know the gay cowboy movie or something you know like he like he doesn't he never ran to the avant-garde to wash himself clean of captain america he just took other roles and stretched a bit here or there as an actor a really great example of that is knives out he gave we talked about this when we reviewed it he gives a very pointed stated performance in knives out that was markedly different from how he does steve rogers and here again he's like I'm a bastard. I'm an unequivocal, jerky bastard.
1: <clears throat> what am I going to do with need, that? All I need is a Geordie accent, pointy ears, <laughs> and a long, long, greasy hair.
0: Yeah. It's and so, I like the evening. so, while the plot of this is rock stupid and the action scenes are almost unreadable at times, the performances, I think, of your two main male leads um, are at least two, two legs on the stool holding this thing up. At the very least above water, so it doesn't completely drown. I mean, it's definitely like mouth out, and that's about it. But it's not completely underwater, you know, sinking and, you know, f- filling with water and dying. Um de Armas plays Anna de Armas. You know, she did a much that, better job of acting her- in deep water. Hang on. She did a much better job of acting in deep water, where she actually played a character. Here, she's just wood with a gun.
1: I feel like the the initial version of this script did not include her character, mm-hmm. and then at some yeah. point they said, "Hey, we can get Anna De Armas to be in this, write a character, but we have a story. Put Anna De Armas in this thing." Right. All right, fine. And he, she can.
0: And, and here's your woman action. Story. Here's something for the ladies. Anna, Anna De Armas. You know, um, that's me doing the Richard Cheese thing. Here's something for the ladies, and then it goes into "Rape Me" by Nirvana. All right. <laughs> Do you not know who Richard Cheese is? Nope. Does piano jazz covers, lounge covers of popular songs. Okay. And so in one of his albums, as he's playing the piano, he's kind of chopping a keys. Here's something for the ladies. Rape me, rape me
1: again. Get it? I understand, yes.
0: Okay. Do you need me to continue to explain it? Or do more impressions of his singing?
1: I mean, you look, I can't stop you. Believe me? <laughs>
0: no, I no, no my I love. Could. I'm
1: asking if that's what you need. <laughs> no. Please tell me your needs. I need not to hear Nirvana ever again. Lounge or otherwise? Correct. Moving but, on. <laughs> but of course, any look, Nirvana, much like the Beatles, any cover of their music is better than their music. So yes, this felt like,
0: and now here's something for the Lanies. Anna, Anna the Armis. And she comes and she sachets and dances with a fruit basket on her head, and she's out, then she's out of the out of the scene again. Thanos punches her and she goes away. Um one could hope. <laughs> um, those are my good points. <laughs> the rest of it, this is the most convoluted, up its own ass, knotted. If you ever you remember like the little kitty workbooks we had as kids, um, like if you got one for like Star Wars, it would be like different little like Star Wars activities that you could do, and be like a word search and a crossword. And a, okay, the one yeah. I'm the one I'm specifically thinking of is like C three PO, but all of his wires are like it's half a C three PO, and his wires are all crossed, and you have to identify the wires and kind of straighten them out. Like you have to all figure right. out which ones which. That's my best description of this plot. It is. <laughs> it is so knotted up and convoluted and nonsensical, but <clears throat> in this way that I feel like the writers of this came across feeling like we're so smart.
1: I, not, not, they certainly they certainly had a better opinion of their own writing than everyone yeah. who's watched this movie.
0: This comes across as smug. That's what I was going for. I wanted to say self-serving. Self-serving is not the right word. The writing of this screenplay just reeks of smugness but it's the kind of smug that a stupid person emits thinking they're smarter than they really are yep it's Twitter (laughs) oh that darn Twitter again um you want me to say Twitter sucks (sighs) that's where I get my boxing news anyway and my
1: entertainment news I'm not saying it uh, doesn't serve a purpose I'm saying it (laughs) sucks
0: (laughs) well I I curate Twitter by the way I know for for years and years and years and years, you judged me um, for all of the still do for all of the porn chicks that I follow on there. You know I've unfollowed them all. I have cleaned up my Twitter. Ask me why.
1: Um, I'm going to assume you created a secondary Twitter. No, account, I did not create a secondary just, Twitter. That is just for all of your pornographic material. I'm I have seriously
0: cut back in the amount of like actual porn that I watch, like almost to nothing. And I cut back on the only place I still follow anything like porn adjacent is on Instagram. And that's just because I haven't gotten around to cleaning that up yet. Though if I'm though fairly certain if I start unfollowing all those people, I will have no one left on Instagram to follow. But
1: I mean, that's kind of the purpose of Instagram.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, that's why I think I haven't made made the effort. I'm also not on Instagram all that much. I kind of I use it to do stuff for this, but in TikTok. But it's not something I it's not something I play around a lot with. It's, you know, TikTok is more the thing I'm curating most of the time. In any case, my point being, I have cut back on almost all those things. And the point that I wanted to tell you, I needed to take this opportunity in our film craft discussion to tell you, Robert Winfrey, that I have unfollowed all the porn girls on Twitter. Okay. I will applaud myself. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I'm sure they're heartbroken.
0: I'm sure they haven't noticed. That's not what this was about. I am, <laughs> I am trying to make some positive changes in my life, and it was one of the small things I could do to at least. Actually, that's not, that. That's not even true. The the real reason I did it was I would be scrolling through Twitter and I'd be like, variety boxing, variety. Oh, that's an asshole, you know. And I'd be afraid, and that and somebody inevitably would walk up behind me and give me a face sheet to work on while I'm looking at someone, some gal's gaping asshole, and I'm like, you know what? I probably. Shouldn't passively be looking at gaping assholes while working. Maybe I just need to get all of this stuff out of my Twitter feed.
1: I mean, I'm sure everyone, at it, I'm sure all the deputies at Intake tell themselves the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel like that's the end of my craft review now. You're with us. This movie's gaping. a gaping asshole.
1: Go. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> look, this movie sucks. There's no two ways about it, and there's a lot of writing problems here that could have made this more acceptable. Let's start with the big one. Um, I don't think Ryan Gosling is a very good action star. Now, to to your point about his performance specifically, I get what he was doing, and I agree with you that it's a breath of fresh air relative to how every other action hero has been written. That's all true. But I don't think he carries Action Star very well. I, I don't think he performs. I, 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 just, I don't really believe him in that sense. Like, I believe he's exasperated. I believe he's frustrated. I Like, that all I'm along there with. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is this unstoppable, mostly indestructible Wolverine wannabe, I don't believe.
0: That is a fair point and not really something that registered with me. And I'll tell you why. Tom Cruise is Jack Reacher. Which was also a kind of giant, <laughs> but I mean, if John, Tom Cruise is as Jack Reacher, so facto, Ryan Gosling is the gray man. If that is the world we if that is the the world we currently occupy, I'm not going to continue to argue with it. They will apparently, you know, put you know midgets in these roles and watch them tear everyone to pieces. I, I, and I'm just kind of over arguing about it.
1: So that's a bit of a problem. Again, his performance is fine in the acting department, because Ryan Gosling's a good actor. Mm-hmm. But he he struggles to really carry the movie. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's a problem. Um, there's a real problem with Chris Evans' character in the following way. Like, I, I don't hate the character in the general sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're supposed to, and he's hateable, and I mean that as a compliment. Yes. But he is a piss-poor villain in the sense that, like, he he's a henchman. He's a goon. He's an engaging goon, but he's a goon. And you can't have a goon be your big bad guy. Like, there's a giant, like, there's no threat. hmm And it, it doesn't help that, you know, his character throws temper tantrums.
0: I thought like, the final sequence where he just, like after all of these carefully laid plans to catch this man and all of this destruction that's caused and all of these resources at his fingertips, he goes, you know what? Let's fight. Yeah. I mean, right out of the hackneyed school of screenwriting.
1: You're not wrong. It's And it's a real problem. The writing of this movie also is... Characters and even background characters make the dumbest decisions for no reason, other than well, if we do X, then the movie ends. There's a bit where Anna de Armas has tranked out Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to kill Chris Evans at that point.
0: But we need. But the movie isn't over. Says. Pitch but,
1: the, but the movie needs Chris Evans to still be there, so this violent sociopath who's tracking right. you down and is holding a small child hostage and torturing Billy Bob Thornton is helpless. And you might argue that Anna de Armas wouldn't kill him because she doesn't want to get in any more trouble. Fair enough. There's no reason Ryan Gosling wouldn't.
0: Is it John Wick I'm thinking of where they actually kill people appropriately? Where it's yes. like we, when, when, when the opportunity rises to eliminate somebody from the picture, they take it or they write it in a way where it wasn't possible in that moment. Not not, you had every chance to kill Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and let him go anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, John Wick does that actually quite well. Uh, so that's a big problem. Um, they rehash a couple of beats. Again, like you, have, you go from Viola Davis with terminal lung cancer, blowing herself up with the world's strongest grenade, to 10-15 minute, minutes later, Billy Bob Thornton doing the same thing. Did we run out of tricks? Are you that bad at your job?
0: (laughs) Worked so nice, did it twice.
1: The CGI is a mess. Mm -hmm. CGI sucks in this movie. It's just a mess. The drone shots. Oh, God, the drone shots. So many. Why? (laughs) Why?
0: Because because this is the Netflix movie verse, and there's no self-edit. There's no collaboration. It's just, uh, you know, and now I'm thinking with my dick. Do 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 doot. Do, do. And now I'm directing with my dick. Do do do, do. Uh, You know I'm right. You might not have way you might not have liked the way I did it, but you know I'm right.
1: right. You're right. I just wish that the movie's length had been approximate to the length of the director's genitals. Would have been a lot <laughs> shorter. <laughs> hey. Um, Anna D'Armis does not need to be here at all. I mentioned that already. Yeah, like, Her character is totally superfluous and tacked on. Here's the big problem I have with this. And this is a massive failure of writing. Mm-hmm. If you want to establish that the, the type of character that Ryan Gosling plays is going to blow up the world and all of his plans to save a small child, you need to establish a relationship. Mm-hmm. a th- a five-minute flashback where he takes her to the hospital once doesn't cut it.
0: Oh, but he but they did the bubblegum bit, which then is paid off later.
1: I don't care. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> no, no, no. Bit, I'm, whatever. I'm,
0: hang on. You're missing the fact that I'm making fun of the fact they think that qualifies.
1: That's true. Okay, that's, that's fair. Like, if you're mocking them for that logic, yes. Look, there's a reason that when Tony Scott decided to take a burned-out Badass character and try to rehabilitate him in the same way with his due to his relationship with a young girl. He spent 45 minutes <laughs> establishing the relationship between Denzel Washington and Dakota Fanning. That's what I was thinking of. Like th- these things take time and they take effort. And you throw in a five minute flashback where he does a nice thing for her once and suddenly they're bonded for life. Right no (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe that i don't believe any of that i do not believe that this guy would risk his own life that many times that many ways to save her yeah not to mention the fact that you left a giant the just the dumbest thing ever you establish that he tracks her down because her pacemaker has wi-fi or something stupid like that (laughs) then he goes on the run with her any other idiot can track her pacemaker. You didn't remove it. You can't. It's a pacemaker. <laughs> like, th- this is the worst of writing that thinks it's good.
0: You know, there's a draft of this where they're like, what if we put it in an arc reactor and they just got punched right at the table?
1: One would hope. <laughs> stop it. Just stop that. <laughs> Uh, Again, the action is not inspiring. Like, there's an entire sequence where Ryan Gosling is chained to a bench. And a kill squad that rolls up with RPGs and belt-fed automatic weaponry shoots at everything except the helpless protagonist. (laughs) Why? No reason, because we don't want him to die. They're there to kill him, and instead they spend 15 minutes shooting at cops. (laughs) Bad writing. So there was
0: clearly like a discussion about a set piece where wouldn't it be funny if Ryan Gosling was chained to a bench and is able to take out a small army. And they were so committed to the bit that they wrote it and they shot it and nobody cared how stupid it was. It's what they wanted.
1: Like that's the tagline for a giant chunk of these Netflix movies. No one cares how stupid they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) they they wanted it they was gonna have it and there was nobody in the room going no this is dumb you either have to have a reason the bench thing works or don't do it kill your babies and they were like no the babies have to live all the babies
1: and we're gonna have our james gunn baby driver sequence where someone (laughs) listens to classic rock while an action sequence happens in the background and just why (laughs) why Well, because move people like that, right? Okay, but why? People like that? And you just this is the point where you should be punching someone and removing their and
0: tearing up their script. But then the, but then if anyone's like, what does he mean by the script writer five thousand? We <laughs> my friend Paul and I used to make a joke about the um uh what what was the the Mike Goldberg five thousand where he, <laughs> <laughs> He was, for those of you that don't know, he was uh, a he Mike was Goldberg a, soundboard. Yeah, he was the play by play guy in the UFC before he was replaced by all the ESPN people. And um, re- hang
1: on. He was replaced by John Annick.
0: That's right. That, that he was an ESPN guy. Um, sort of. So my point being, the reason why we made the joke and it was like because we would talk about how Mike Goldberg. Um, Bad at his job. Well, he, like he, he didn't sound like he was ever reacting naturally. Like everyone makes fun of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was may, may have been like overzealous, but he was reacting naturally to things happening in the cage. Mike Goldberg would just say something because he felt like that was the job. It was the difference between early Michael Cole and Jim Ross, Jim Ross, legit acting to a guy nearly killing himself in the ring. Michael Cole parroting what's being screamed into his ear by Vince McMahon or screaming what he thinks Vince McMahon wants to hear and it having nothing to do with what was actually happening. It was the most inauthentic, buzz-killing commentary you'll ever hear in your life. It was the same thing with Mike Goldberg. It always came across as inauthentic. It, almo- it, it, it always came across as um, just not truthful. And there's Wh- a lot of
1: unprepared. They- <laughs>
0: And there's a lot of what goes on. So back to the joke about the the thing 5000. When you sound too much like a disconnected computer, just parroting out information that you put into the algorithm, your whole thing comes across as inauthentic. It comes across as vapid. It comes across as vacuous. That is the biggest problem with the gray man is that this is someone's foreign bad impression of an action movie, not an actual action movie.
1: Yep. It's again, this movie sucks. It it doesn't need to be as long as it is. Like, I respect that you were engaged by Gosling's performance. I wasn't. Okay. I can, I acknowledge that what you said is correct. But again, if we're just talking like, was I personally entertained or engaged? Not especially. Like I, I again, I like the idea behind what they were doing with him and I appreciate if, if Gosling was the one who kind of said, Look, I'm not gonna do a bad Ryan Reynolds knockoff. Right. Then good for him for having the intelligence and the wherewithal to make that kind of call. My
0: God, could you imagine the gray man but red notice? Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to finish it. I think I would have called you tonight and be like, can we please talk about anything else? I can't do this.
1: Yeah. I and I will imagine. talk
0: about and I will talk about all kinds of crap.
1: Well, so, not as much as you used to. True. All right. Want to talk it, about the money? Uh, sure, we can talk about the weekend because...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here we go. Here comes We're the money. In the money. we the money.
0: All right. I mentioned before that The uh, the gray Man has a $200 million budget. I guess it had a limited box office. Let me go ahead and. Um, the Grand Man gave me, uh, began a limited theatrical release on July 15, 2022, followed by its release on Netflix on July 22nd. Yeah, we're about a month late on this, but that's okay. I want to stop there and just kind of uh, t- tweak your nipples and grab your ear on this. I've been listening to the Box Office Pro podcast, and they talked about last year. They talked about uh, The Irishman, which is still playing in theaters, not like it's still playing features, like the movie is still going. Um, (laughs) It is. um, They talked about how...
1: It's in real time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This was especially true when there was lack of features in the theaters just after opening up again uh, post-lockdown. And in that interim window where studios were reticent to release anything, but the movies were open and they were just hot for content, there was... There's a push to do limited theatrical releases of streaming movies because there are some people who, yes, the vast majority of people want to watch these things from the comfort of their home for a variety of reasons. But there are some people that just like the experience, you and I being those part of that group, that just like the experience of seeing, some, of seeing a talkie on the big screen. And so Netflix and Hulu and some others uh, made it a point to say, look, it's going to cost us almost nothing to do this there's a space available there's at least somewhat of a demand for this so who cares it's not going to eat into it's not going to eat enough into our books to put something in the theaters for a few weeks before everyone can see it on streaming to that end um this thing in its limited theatrical run made four hundred and fifty four thousand dollars I don't know how much of that even covers the cost of um, putting it in theaters, but it you know it is what it is. Um, though Netflix does not report theatrical grosses for its titles, distribution insiders have estimated the film made around 200,000 from about 400 theaters in its opening weekend. IndieWire estimated the film made between 300,000 and 375 over its full first week of theatrical release. Viewership. Netflix reported the film was streamed a total of point 55 million hours over its first three days, which would equal around 43.5, 55 million viewers. It was, are you ready? Are you ready, Robert? Sure. It was the most watched film in 84 countries. Look at me, people. God damn you. (laughs) Look at me. Look into my eyes. This is why we can't have nice things.
1: You bastards. I can only assume those 84 countries were all places where you could not see other movies during that same period of time. <laughs> well, that's a lot of torture. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, we'll get to this in a little bit later. Uh, it's already been greenlit for a sequel because, of course, it is. Oh, and a spin-off film, which will explore the different element of, of the Gray Man universe look at me look at me (laughs) look into my eyes stop it stop it stop with the fucking cinematic universes
1: already jesus motherfucking christ this is what happens when Netflix again netflix is desperate for some kind of ip not just them
0: and it's not, and it's, it's not, not just but other desperation for IP. Everyone's been falling over themselves since 2012 in the Avengers. Like, oh my God, now we all have to do cinematic universes. Robert, the and Broadcasting Network has to have a cinematic universe. Yeah, but look, when we tried
1: that, and we tried that, <laughs> and tried and tried and tried, and none of these were successful. Not only were none of them successful, that third iteration where you gave me my own show, <laughs> like. You, you basically, you understand that you basically gave me the image vertigo imprint to work on over there. <laughs> I turned in some dark stuff that you never let see the light of day. Okay. You, said this is no, you said this is not canon. <laughs> okay, I
0: gotcha. <laughs> Anywho, so
1: just, just stop, please.
0: No, we are part oh, of, Christ. look, we are
1: part of the larger interconnected podcast universe. We're just a smaller corner that no one likes to talk about.
0: So this is why I, I insisted we keep doing the money segment because this is fun. The number one movie of the weekend was Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which, which was distributed by Crunchyroll, and in 3, 000, over three thousand theaters grossed twenty one thousand dollars, twenty one million dollars oh, yeah. rather, $21, sorry, twenty one million dollars. I'm I'm just it's so funny because like the big headline coming out of Variety this weekend was Dragon Ball Z beat Beast. How do you why? feel? Universal, like and so today, and again, re- another reason why we do this segment now because this, this sort of doubles as a entertainment news segment. It came out today that once again, for like the second year in a row, Halloween, um, the, the Halloween trilogy movie ends. It's gonna, well, Halloween ends. Is going to go day and date. Excuse me, having troubles tonight. Uh, it's gonna go day and date on Peacock. Um, talk about that for just a
1: second. Um, okay, I don't have a whole lot to say about that because the day and date—I I don't understand it. I mean, you've got Halloween's actually a decent IP that has a good track record at the box office. I don't understand why they're shooting themselves in the foot like this. But to just very briefly about you know the Dragon Ball Super beating Beast this really shouldn't surprise anyone now the exact numbers might be a bit of a surprise but you should not be surprised i mean look i am in i am all in favor of new i am all in favor of creativity i there's a very real argument to be made that we're living in a post-creativity world in some respects i'm not sure i buy it entirely but there's an argument to be made so having a having a you know fairly large budget entry into a well-beloved franchise that's easily accessible to families go up against your r-rated thriller set in the wilds of africa and is idris elba fighting a warlord and a lion Uh, this shouldn't surprise anyone that beast came in second to that like there's a lot going against it in those respects but I do so, want to give Idris I do want to give Edris Elba a shout out for how he for being a good dad, mm-hmm. because I, I assume you've heard the story. No, I have not. I know what you're talking about. Okay, his daughter who wants to be an actress wanted to be one of to play one of his character's daughters in Beast, mm-hmm. and he insisted she audition. I'll and be, apparently yeah. this. Sc- and the screen test did not go well, so they did not cast her. And apparently, she wouldn't talk to him for three weeks.
0: Well, you know that's on them to process that, and her to but, not be a spoiled brat.
1: But again, shout out to Andrew Selva for being a good dad. Like, yeah, you totally. That appropriately. Like, you look. The only string he pulled was to make sure she got an audition.
0: There's nothing wrong with getting someone an opportunity if you have the power to do so. Yeah, it's ignoring the talent. In that opportunity and granting the opportunity the um the job anyway the gig yeah in the face of lack of talent that becomes the problem in any
1: case um <clears clears throat> <throat> <throat> so you're you're again you're widely accessible entry into a much beloved franchise that's again available to families you could take your kids to see dragon ball uh I found, it, found out today it,
0: my kid's not a fan of dragon ball which one Uh, Lily is not a. Oh no,
1: Dragon Ball is not. Dragon Ball is very much not what she would enjoy. Yeah, see,
0: I don't know. I just I I thought Dragon Ball Z was a juvenile anime, and so just you know, so I as the old man here, (laughs) kids must like it. I I I I had somebody, an adult who I've been talking with recently, had to point out to me that. The kids these days, they scare the shit out of me. They also, they like the My Hero Academia and the well, Demon Slayer. They're not the crowd that likes the that likes the Dragon Ball Z. Well,
1: uh you know, My Hero Academia has gone down in quality a lot and in fact just uh potential spoilers here just killed off the most popular character that they <laughs> had going for them. Terrific. Anyway, yeah. um it's a, a choice. Right, so- I respect it. So yes, Universal
0: has egg on its face, and uh, and I don't know how much of this played into the... I, I, this is a supposition on my part. I am just making a lot of assumptions here. So I, I'm okay with being completely wrong about this. But it just feels like Beast comes in second to Dragon Ball with no other competition, and they just freak the fuck out. And we're like, you know what? Let's just cover ourselves. Let's put, let's put the thing on Peacock. Here's the thing about that. I'm just kind of going down the list here. Like Easter Sunday should have gone straight to Peacock. Didn't. The Black Phone could have gone straight to Peacock, but didn't. Now the Black Phone, again, could have, but did just fine with its wide release. The Beast absolutely should have gone straight to Peacock, but didn't. <laughs>
1: like, I mean, what was the budget on Beast real fast? Um, I'll tell you in a second.
0: Let me go to the Wikipedia page. Yeah, da, 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 beast 2022. Uh, the budget on Beast was... Uh, thirty-six million, and it's made twenty-three point one million according to the Wikipedia page.
1: So it's gonna be fine. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna do Gangbusters, but at <laughs> yeah. that low a budget, it was never supposed to. Like, it's it, Beast will be okay.
0: We'll see. Um, Bullet train dropped from one to three. Talk on Maverick two to four. DC League of Super Pets, which is now uh, available on HBO Max, three to five Until,
1: for another couple of weeks before they axe that too.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder 4 to 6 that just got its streaming date, which I believe is September, the week of September, Um, the week of, I think it's like September 8th or something like that, because I'm scheduled to watch that with my wife, charcuterie, cocktails, and Thor, September 10th.
1: Wow, so, that, that so week. you'll be moving from the third to the fourth level circle of hell.
0: <laughs> I, things I do because I am a loving husband. Um, minions, uh, the rise of Groove, dropped from six to seven. Nope, five to eight. Where the crawdads saying seven to nine. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Which did, did I read something about like that? That made some sort of news. Like okay, that's so so vague. Did I read that bodies, bodies, bodies made news for something or other? Like, I don't does know. that ring a bell? I feel like people are making a big deal about it, and I don't know why.
1: I probably did well in some foreign market,
0: or it's bothering know. some, or, or something about it's bothering people. I don't know who knows. That fell from eight to ten. Elvis made news this weekend. Um, he came back to life. No, Elvis, the uh, <laughs> Baz Luhrmann movie, is the most successful Baz Lerman movie uh, since The Great Gatsby. Uh, yeah, that. Yep, yeah, that dropped from nine to eleven. Uh, orphan First Kill, which I think is a straight to Paramount movie, I guess had a limited theatrical run, uh, yeah, in about 498 theaters, and it may and it debuted at number 12. All right, here are all the movies currently doing better than Morbius.
1: <laughs> Mark's homemade <laughs> sex tape. <laughs>
0: yeah. my, my TikTok feed. Um, actually I, I, I did that bit way too early. It's supposed to be when I, like, that's, that's what I did last week too. I am looking at it for the weekend and it's not even showing up in the weekend anymore. I got to do it in the worldwide box office. All right. So your worldwide box office is currently as follows. Top Gun Maverick, at number one, Jurassic World Dominion at 984. Number two, Dr. Strange, 954 at number three. Minions, 836 at four. Batman, 770, Thor, 737. Watergate Bridge, 66. Fantastic Beasts, 405. Sonic, 401. Uncharted, 401. Here are all the movies better than Morbius.
1: Elvis. Look, there's a bunch of movies that have done less money than Morbius that are better movies than Morbius, too. Sure.
0: Uh, Elvis, the bad guys. Lightyear. Even Lightyear, which bombed. Even even Lightyear. Did better than Morbius. Too Cool to Kill. Nice view. The Lost City, which nobody saw, still did better than Morbius. (laughs) Mo- congratulations.
1: Movie- congratulations, backdoor <laughs> attempt to get into the MCU. You lost to a crappy adventure movie starring Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock in 2022.
0: These next few movies have at least half a chance of, get, of doing better than Morbius. The Black Phone, <laughs> Bullet Train, Scream. Well, oh, no, not Scream. Death on the Nile. No, not Death on the Nile. Nope. Nope. And not DC super, League of Supervents. All right. Well, this bit is now done. All right. Moving on. Uh,. Next weekend, or this weekend coming up, the uh, weekend of August 26th, we've got 3,000 Years of Longing, which we debated doing on this show and then decided against it. Instead, we're going to do Samaritan, but that's in wide release. Um, Mark,
1: want, Mark wanted to talk Samaritan, so we're talking Samaritan.
0: So did Pat. Um, this is showing as a wide release. It's-, it's actually straight to it's straight to Amazon Prime.
1: I'm look, I'm just saying during the week, Sylvester Stallone will say something in the press that will annoy Pat, and this whole thing will be for naught. (laughs)
0: Uh, The Invitation, which has been getting some decent buzz, uh, is also in wide release this weekend from Sony and breaking twisting and turning. Your feelings are burning. You're breaking the girl. Um, I've read Hot Chili Peppers on the Brains, I'm going to see them next month, and that's that's in wide. (laughs) <laughs> and that's in wide release uh, this weekend coming up. Um, on the September 2nd, wide releases are Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Jesus Christ. Um, that's about that, it that there. Is in fact in the, that is, in
1: fact, in the title of the movie, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, September 9th, we've got some Indian flick, um, Barbarian, which um, we thought about doing and then decided against it. And then medieval, which I actually also thought about doing, and then decided against it. So um, we're still in the kind of doldrums here, though at least barbarians getting a bit of marketing going for it,
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: The weekend of the sixteenth, there's the Woman King. That's the big wide release of that weekend. But in in its competition is the X prequel uh, Pearl.
1: The Woman King paid to be advertised on the UFC.
0: Mm Hmm. Now, please tell me people booed.
1: No, like well, I just mean like commercials. Okay. So like this is brought to you by or we get yeah, commercials. Yeah. Look, MMA fans are some of the most egal— they're some of the most egalitarian in the world. Like mm-hmm. women's boxing can't draw for crap. Women's MMA is a big deal. Like, MMA fans have no problem watching women kick ass. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you thought that would—that means they'd be a good target audience for this movie.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine a movie bombing worse than the Woman King in our current climate, but you know we'll see what happens. Willing to give it its and the, then, uh,
1: look. Look, this is going to generate at least a month's worth of navel-gazing think pieces from angry bloggers about why the patriarchy, the white <laughs> patriarchy, wants to keep down the woman kings. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir.
0: So, um, Alright, so on the weekend of September 23rd They're re-releasing Avatar Watch that when it's weekend
1: like, given You know,
0: its, <laughs> Given its competition is the Railway Children Return uh,
1: It might It very well might <laughs> uh, Looks like Don't Worry
0: Darling is only getting a limited release That particular weekend and I guess it'll get a full release Later on because I've been seeing like massive
1: amounts Of like um, Commercials for it I've not seen anything related to it, did not know it existed
0: Oh, okay. I'm actually surprised by that because I've seen it a few times now. All right, folks, and with that, uh, The Critical Review. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? No, God! No, God, please, no!
1: No! 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 Yep, that's about right.
0: Look at me. (laughs) Look at me, all of you. See that? That's your fucking fault. It's your fault that in a world of infinite shelves they're being lined with bigger and bigger piles of shit. You're not supposed to eat the bowls of shit, everyone. You're supposed to push the bowls away. Not dunk your face in them like you're bobbing for apples. For Christ's sakes,
1: read a book. I I don't know what to tell people anymore. What the hell? Here's what I want to say to all the people out there. Congratulations, you have turned Mark into me for this movie. Think. (laughs) (laughs) these are for you McNulty these are for you you know just related to the McNulty thing very briefly (laughs) occasionally you quote bunk at me insinuating Mm -hmm. that I am McNulty I I just want to say I don't know who I am specifically from the wire but you and I both know that I'm not McNulty because if I were I'd show up to every podcast 20 minutes late and talk about whatever movie I wanted to talk about, regardless of the schedule you put out.
0: <laughs> and then be indignantly mad at me that and be I they, following the schedule. mad at you
1: for making a schedule. Like, how dare you yeah. make a schedule? How dare you follow the numbers? Don't you understand? The numbers destroyed the podcasting network. And then my fi- look, and then my final season arc would be burning down the movie theaters around your house, making it look <laughs>
0: like <laughs> I can't decide if you're Lester or you're Daniels.
1: Ow. <laughs> that hurts like that wounds me physically all right moving on i'm not i'm not lester because i would never go along with mcnulty's fake serial killer I, I would never i don't know if that makes me daniels or not but i would never
0: daniels always did the right thing daniels may have crossed the wrong people but he did it for the right reasons I feel like you're Daniels. You always do the right thing. When like, have I like... ever?
1: When have I ever crossed you? Even if it was the right thing to do.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> the reason the Rat Legend Broadcasting Network is compared to a cult.
1: Um. Anyway, okay. no, 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 no. I know who I am. I know who yeah. I am, and I, I hate it, but I know who I am. Oh, you want me to tell you? I am the fat homicide duty sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> you're Jay. I go along to get along.
0: You know, you do spin a nice yarn, but it's not graphically about you—you you know, masturbating. So you got a little work True. to do in that in that area. Who am I, I would...
1: am I? Am I McNulty from the Wire?
0: Am I the drama?
1: <sighs> you're the no. You're you're. Ah, oh, I can't remember the character's name. This
0: movie is so bad. We've 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 now pulled a you, Alexis and Jason, and just not talking about it anymore.
1: You are, you are the Polish captain who gets promoted to commissioner at the end of things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name for the life of me. But that's funny. You, you look. You bring you bring your children on, and you try to get them, <laughs> and you try to push them along the path.
0: I have vendettas. I will absolutely use every resource at my disposal, inappropriately, to bring down my enemies. And and
1: God help you if you deviate from what you set up. <laughs> what do you mean you're actually looking into police work for this? I just wanted to I just wanted to arrest Frank Sabatka. Here you um, are tracking money that's being laundered through the biggest heroin dealer in the country.
0: And dangerously close to being punched in the face by my uh, by a relative. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Moving on. Um, the Gray Man has a star-studded outline of entertaining action thriller, but it's filled with a lukewarm leftovers from far better films. We said that. We agree, with, f-
1: we agree with the critical consensus. Who'd have thought?
0: Yeah, really. 46%. But for those of you just listening on audio and like, what is, he getting so excited? what is he getting so excited about? 90% audience score. People are review bombing, and I don't want to talk about it, but I just need to say this out loud. People are review-bombing She-Hulk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, here's the problem with that. Assa- with that assa- I, I don't want to go into this either because it gets into a deeper conversation that we're not going yeah. to have. The pro- to all of you out there who might engage in review-bombing, please don't. <laughs> For the following reason. Because it gives them an out. Right. It lets it, them say, we're it, being review-bombed, Right. not... And, and let the let thing fail the on that, its own
0: merit. Stop helping. Yes. Like,
1: Look, I Benjamin said something on Facebook about She-Hulk uh, the other day, and I get where he's coming from. He said, it's just a tongue in cheek, David E. Kelly style legal sitcom. I don't know right. what people are upset about. And he's not wrong in the sense that that's what She-Hulk is kind of trying to be. Here's my only response to this. If it had actually been written by David E. Kelly, we <laughs> wouldn't be having these problems. Yeah, like She Hulk uh, in Boston Legal is what that show should be. Right, million percent. You need competent writers to make that work. They don't well, have that. Audio- you have. Here's the best line about She Hulk. This comes from Jeff Harris. It it feels like a bad sitcom. I wouldn't watch if the Marvel name wasn't attached to it.
0: Boy, but doesn't it say a lot about the Marvel TV shows that, you know, they're getting by what on, that? they're getting by on like name alone and not on quality? Audience says, add this one to your queue with confidence. Action fans, please don't. The gray man has a great cast, not exciting really. set pieces, and a solid oh, story. Oh, get one, bent. In th- <laughs> one in three, people. One in three.
1: You, I'll give you half a solid cast. The rest of that is crap.
0: All right. Let's see. Um, Chris Kennedy of the Canberra Times, Australia. This is an old-fashioned popcorn film and a violent feel-good fast of flash and sizzle, and consuming it just makes you feel good. I don't feel good.
1: I didn't feel good. You know what? We have lost what it means to be an old-fashioned popcorn movie, because you would not release a two-hour masturbatory action movie and call it a popcorn movie 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, It's a little vapid, but things blow up real good and Gosling Gosling is up for it. Okay. Here's jingling keys. (laughs) Akara Kirk of Jet Baby or Get Baby. For me, this is like time past, but like the good kind. That is
1: barely a sentence, sir. I'm going to hope English (laughs) is not your first language and this is badly translated. That's it. I, I'm going to give you the benefit of that doubt, buddy, because otherwise, what the hell? Jackie K.
0: Cooper, uh, waking from JackieCooper.com, waking up from his uh, med-induced coma. Strong character leads mixed with enough action for the most jaded adrenaline junkie. Gosling is a smoldering assassin, aided and abetted by Anna de Armas. Hang on one second. Smoldering assassin. I mean, that's an opinion, and, and that's a nice use of adjectives. And then his next line, aided and abetted by Anna de Armas. That's not a review. That was a fact of the movie.
1: <laughs> this, this guy it, is still desperately trying to get written on DVD covers.
0: So it's it, literally, he's like Gosling's hot, and Anna de Armas was there.
1: Is that what you meant to say, sir? That's the all duo he said. Dazzles. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. They're not even really a duo for the majority of the movie. <laughs>
0: so this is a a a rotten review but I love Scott Mendelssohn he is my my spirit animal of Forbes how is Netflix still so bad at this we've been well, asking that question Scott all hour long
1: you are not wrong sir <laughs> that's, a, that's a valuable question to ask you're, you're right to ask
0: that Scott uh Susan Granger of SSG Syndicate Frenetic and forgettable, this gun-riddled action thriller continues to glorify active shooter emergencies. Oh,
1: get (laughs) bad! Oh my god, lady! (laughs) Take a Xanax, please. How in the world it's a stupid action movie we're gonna try and draw a line from dumb action movies (laughs) to the disenfranchised, psychologically damaged people who decide to commit suicide and take as many people down with them as possible. You don't understand the first thing about the psychology of those those poor, de- demented, evil people that do that enough to even remotely qu- comment on that kind of situation, much less tie it into something this stupid. Shame on you.
0: Um, <laughs> Adam Kempinar of Film Spotting, the most glam dad enjoys while folding laundry movie ever. Top critic. How did a top critic manage to put those words together in what he thought was a sentence?
1: I don't know. And I, you know what? No. Like, you don't put this on while you're folding laundry, even if you're a, if you're a dad folding laundry. You put on a movie that can just be in the background that you actually kind of care about. It ain't this.
0: All you right. Put so Jurassic somebody,
1: park on in the background.
0: So somebody fucked up. OK, I just wanted to make sure it was like the right kind of fuck up before I make fun of it. OK, T.T. Stern Enzi of WXIX TV, Cincinnati, Ohio. A blast! The film works because Brad Pitt is really funny and engaging guy.
1: Hey, I'm Rotten really... Tomatoes
0: coding people.
1: I don't know. If, <laughs> hang on, I don't know if that's Rotten Tomatoes or if that's this guy. Well, hang on.
0: I clicked the link. Be He's no, no, no. Stop, stop. He, I clicked the link. He's talking about bullet train. That that oh. that links to a bullet train review.
1: <laughs> this is a million percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Getting this wrong? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's geez. fucking
0: hilarious, bro.
1: <laughs> that is. That's a pretty epic screw up on their part. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, that's really funny.
1: Where's my friend?
0: Where are you, friend? Come out. Come out wherever you are.
1: Uh,
0: Lee Patch Id- of Herald Sun, Australia. Um, this movie was way too much for him. Forgive the movie for occasionally crossing the too violent line, and a gripping good time is to be had here.
1: I- okay. <sighs> Idiot. You are not the arbiter of too violent, first of all. Straight up. You are not. Second, unless you're showing this to five-year-olds, there's no way this crosses the too violent line. Small children, probably too violent for. Literally anyone else. Mark's daughter would have no problem with the violence in this movie.
0: Charles Kaplinski of Real Talk with Chuck and Pam, who also clutched his pearls and had the vapors while watching this movie. The fact that this is on Netflix denies the viewer of seeing the spectacle on the big screen, which is a shame. However, it proves to be an advantage as being able to pause the film periodically is a plus. You'll need to catch your breath now and again.
1: No, you'll need to restart your heart from boredom.
0: <laughs> so when they were fighting at the end, I totally had to like fast forward through it. I so didn't care. Oh, There's my God. There's so
1: much of this movie that's imminently skippable. It's just, yeah. it's not good.
0: I definitely zoned out once or twice during the action scenes um patrick mcdonald of wbgr fm 93.7 fm monroe wisconsin thrills thrills robert winfrey uh, don't you I'm, understand
1: i am reading it just keep going
0: <laughs> thrills on the level of an all around the world die hard you know i'll read the rest of it in a second but uh i do miss the bygone era of comparing everything to Die Hard, and I'm glad we had this throwback to a bygone era. Directors <sighs> Anthony and Joe Russo out bond. All right, sir. You just, do just, <laughs> it, game. Mark. This isn't a game. This isn't how many fucking action movies can I name in a single review. Stop it. You got you got the gig. You got the gig. We know you watch movies. Stop it. <laughs> Out bond multiple times better than the current bond. Chris Evans played the villain to the hilt, proving that a trash stash and white pants can work on certain types. Great. Stop ad Adver- <laughs> stop.
1: You're not supposed <laughs> to write ad copy for this thing. <laughs> Jesus motherfucking Christ. Tick burn.
0: Uh, yeah. Indeed. <sighs> so much rotten. Where's my friend?
1: Not enough, Rotten. Where's my friend? Probably didn't see it. He probably saw, he got a little bit there and went, you know what? I'm going to save myself on this one.
0: (laughs) The future ex-Mrs. Winfrey, Carla Renata, the curvy film critic. (laughs) (laughs) I get a special joy out of reading her reviews to you. I'm going to start doing them in sexy voice.
1: You don't have a sexy voice.
0: Love. Bam, bam, bam. The Russos.
1: It works even less with you doing your own bad very White <laughs> music impression in the background.
0: And I'm always down. I have <laughs> never been less aroused in my life. For a good spy adventure.
1: <laughs> I may never become physically aroused again.
0: Yet... The great man left me wanting just a tad bit more. Having said that, this is all star cast led by Chris Evans and Orion Gosling are everything. And who doesn't love Alfrey Woodard as a
1: bad. Ass, 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 you mean the character that's on screen for five minutes and then commits suicide with a hand grenade?
0: Maybe she's remembering her from uh, Iron Fist. Not Iron Fist. Um, Power, uh, Luke, Luke Cage.
1: Yeah, where we trashed... Oh, there he is. You finally found your <laughs> friend, Mark. He was, hey, buddy. Uh, he was hiding all the way down. <laughs> all the way down there.
0: You, <laughs> I'll always find you down there, Kevin Carr. Every time I look down there you'll be Kevin Carr, a fat guy at the movies. There's some um. decent there's some decent at ac- When did this get weird this bit? Um <laughs> when
1: you decided to start doing this with hey Kevin Carr.
0: <laughs> hey. hey Kevin Carr. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Kevin,
0: Kevin, Carr, <laughs> <out and> <laughs> Kevin Carr, come out
1: and play. Kevin Carr, come out and play. 20 bucks says he doesn't know the reference there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Either one of them, because I was doing Twisted Sister. Um, There's some decent accents at there. There's some decent action set pieces and a formidable cast, but not enough to pop out of summertime filler.
1: No, uh, look, look, hang on, because I think that's a, that's a mostly fair review. Here's the only thing I vehemently disagree with. None of these action set pieces are decent. If this is your standard for decent, you your standards are too low. Like, seriously, <laughs> demand better.
0: Um, we'll do one more of these and call on a night. Let's see here. <laughs> Matt Hudson, what I watched tonight. Mark Radledge of... <laughs> What I watched while stroking my cock. <laughs> Dot com. That's just OnlyFans, Mark. <laughs> hey, ladies, if you would like, never mind. <clears throat> whilst, 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 whilst it may not be particularly innovative, <clears throat> the gray man offers enough act, enough exciting action two game leads, and plenty
1: of spectacle over substance. As long as you don't expect too much, you'll have fun with this. No, I did not. Look, I didn't expect too much of this, unless you mean I expected it to be coherent. (laughs) Visually or narratively. That was my expectation. And it disappointed me on every level. Um, No. No. Well, folks,
0: (laughs) that is our review of The Gray Man. Um, Next week, We've got Samaritan, the Sylvester Stallone superhero picture that comes out this Friday on Amazon Prime. We are then going to take a week off, and I will catch up with Alexis Haina. Uh, she will actually be taking over the co-host chair, as she's going to start taking some of the TV reviews for me, at least in theory. I not want to promise too much. People tend to disappoint me. so But she has threatened to do some t- television reviews for me. And her first at bat will be with me, so that I can hold her hand and caress her and tell her she's pretty. Uh, it'll be upload season two. We'll see how much of a disaster it is. The and then um, the following week, we're either going to be doing Dark Harvest if it actually she's, and <laughs> she's getting called she's getting called
1: up from uh, narcotics to homicide.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, if Dark Harvest doesn't actually hit the theaters September 9th, as it's threatening to, then we will do Pinocchio, which hits Disney Plus. On September 8th instead. Um, the following week, we will take another break. And I'll actually be doubling up on some television. I uh, will be reviewing The Orville and Star Trek and then comparing them from one to the other. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be reviewing The Orville on Monday and then Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Tuesday. And then we're back on a special Monday edition of Damn You Hollywood. I'm gonna make Robert watch a porn. How do you feel about that, Robert? We're gonna review porn. What do you think?
1: You can't make me watch it. You want me to be present for the review, I will stare here awkwardly and sling zingers at you if it makes you feel better. But
0: <laughs> Me and Robert are going to live watch naked, just Donald Duck in it, just a shirt on, no pants. I will not be pantsless for this. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be reviewing in vascular detail the Netflix Marilyn, Mo- Marilyn Monroe biopic Blonde. Seriously, that's what we're doing. It's NC-17. That was the joke here.
1: Why are you staring dead-eyed at the camera? Because that stars Anna de Armas. <laughs> hey,
0: we get a lot of Anna de Armas in this year. I'm gonna get Anna de Armas all up in you. That's the plan.
1: <laughs> there are days when I wish I had the I had the. Um... I wish I had the moral courage of Daniels sometimes. <laughs> I will I will show up to our review of Blonde twenty minutes late more than a little wasted and talk about something else that I want to talk about. And then at the end of it you can go, you happy bitch. That would be McNulty, not Daniels, by the way. I know. No. Like I will turn into McNulty. You're pushing me there.
0: And now I know, but you said Daniels.
1: Oh uh, no, I wish I had his moral courage, because I'm instead of crossing you, I'm just gonna undermine you.
0: <laughs> okay. So you wish you had Daniels courage to be mcnulty
1: no i wish i had daniel's courage in general instead (laughs) i'm going to turn into mcnulty after a little bit
0: (laughs) okay well you're gonna watch blonde and we're gonna talk about it and it's gonna be fabulous
1: or i'm gonna grow a beard and start reviewing books while you're trying to review this and i'll just turn into (laughs) prez baluski teaching small children
0: (laughs) perfect please bring dice um all right and then uh, we'll be reviewing The Munsters from Rob Zombie that will be appearing on Netflix as well. That's October fourth. Um, I've heard a rumor <laughs> that Evil Dead Rise will be appearing somewhere, possibly a theater, possibly a screen a streaming service. One never knows what evil lurks look- in the hearts of men. So, um, if Evil Dead Rise actually shows up somewhere that's watchable, then we'll do that on October eleventh. If not, we'll figure something else out. Maybe I'll do Pocus Pocus anyway. Who knows? I haven't decided yet Um, right now. But I saw today that Evil Dead Rise had a had a release date. So fuck it. You know, I'm sure you want to talk Evil Dead. So that's what we'll do. Um, Halloween ends currently now announced to be on day and date on Peacock. Uh, We'll be in theaters and on Peacock on the 14th. We'll review it on the 18th. And then another special Monday edition of DMU Hollywood. We will be reviewing Black Adam, which will actually be in theaters. No fooling. The Devil's Light is threatening to come out on October twenty eighth. The fuck is happening with movies right now? Um, so we'll probably They're maybe all of their bets. <laughs> maybe we'll 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 contemplate a review of our own November first. I don't know. It's all it's all weird things things that are weird this week. Uh, Thursday we'll be reviewing the new Five Finger Death punch album afterlife and doing a metal hammer of doom where uh, a metal hammer of doom extra, where I will talk about renting dungeons. So Robert, I know you had concerns about wanting to uh, go on Airbnb or VRBO or whatever it's called and renting a sex dungeon hither and there. You can do that. And I'm going to talk all about it on the metal hammer of doom extra.
1: This is relevant to my interests. (laughs)
0: I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. You happy now, bitch? Do your plugs.
1: You know, I'm the one who needs to start saying that to you at the end of these things because <laughs> like, you're the one getting your way.
0: I often hear that from people. So it's all about you getting your way. Anyway, that should be our new. That should be our new uh, sign-off. Instead of be well, be safe, and behave, just be like you happy now, bitch.
1: Click. No, that that doesn't quite work. <laughs> Uh, as for my plugs, I cover professional wrestling a few nights a week. AW's Dark Elevation on Monday, MLW if they release something on Thursday, and WWE SmackDown on Friday. So be on the lookout for any and all of that. I cover the UFC events when they have them on Saturdays. This last week was UFC 278, which emanated from my home state of Salt Lake City, and I might have applied for press credentials, but I remembered I don't have a laptop or a tablet or something that would allow me to actually do my job while present at the venue. <laughs> so did not. But uh, not the best night of fights. A ton of fighters did not respect the elevation here. So a lot of fighters gassing out. But, maybe, but in my opinion, the most dramatic comeback and title win maybe ever with Leon Edwards head-kicking Kamar Usman in the fifth round of a fight he was losing and winning the welterweight title. So if you want the full report, that's over in the MMA MMAZone411mania.com. Or if you want to hear me talk about it, I host the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast on Sunday evenings slash Monday mornings. So you can listen to that wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you plug that in there, you'll be able to find me talking about mixed martial arts. Uh, this week, I also talked about the big boxing match, Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua, and why Glenn Feldman should never be allowed to judge a petting zoo contest. See, see, the one that pre- gave, see the one that gave it the Joshua? 115-113. That would be incorrect. Seven <laughs> rounds to four. Yeah. Hey, look, except let's look- what, look, whatever he got paid to se- submit that scorecard, that's your severance package. You're done.
0: Look, let's look at the forest for the trees. At least now we're going to get Usyk versus Fury, which is allegedly. all that I care about, allegedly.
1: A lot of hurdles still to overcome on that one. Like, yes. I hope it happens. I really the, do. The least
0: of which is Tyson Fury not acting like a lunatic. We'll see what happens.
1: Oh, no. no. Well, look, Tyson Fury can act like a lunatic all he wants as long as he does not behave like a lunatic.
0: Wrap it up. I gotta go. To, I got to go to the bathroom.
1: Oh, do you? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you go right before we started? I got to go
0: again. You know, sometimes people go more than once.
1: I'm sometimes just...
0: people can go again. And again so and when again. was your last
1: prostate check
0: your mother just finish already she said <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's where you can find me doing other things mark mentioned the other upcoming reviews we have so that should be a good time uh yeah I believe that's it for me so on behalf of mark choose better movies than the gray man in the future please please like we, the ex- we expect so little of you people <laughs> Mark expects a little of you. I have no ex- like. I've given up on the lot of you. I I ask almost nothing of you, and on the rare occasion I do ask something, you still disappoint me. Sonic well, Hedgehog Two still not make it, still didn't make as much money as the Secrets of Dumbledore's stolen election.
0: Thank you for listening to the My Two Dads podcast. Be well, be safe, and behave.